Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. I'm Alex. Nick too, and I'm Britton. We should have thought about this before we recorded, and it's too late now. Um, we should have been like, Baritten, Kleiler, Nick Alex, yeah. Alex too, you know? Should have done one of those, but we didn't. We forgot, much like uh, Astros. <laughs> much like, yes, exactly. Hi, everybody. We're only getting closer to spooky season. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you guys started thinking about your Halloween costumes? Um, I think I'm going to be blood. <laughs> <laughs> cool. It's like a slanket kind of situation. I, I can't I can't beat that. Nothing I will I say will top that. Alex just puts away his like funny Bill Clinton wig. <laughs> that's that's okay, Alex. You can be blood too. <laughs> Yay! And I'll be blood the last vampire. I yeah. uh <laughs> Um Yeah, anyway, we're back on the podcast. Uh we're doing it again. <laughs> we're yeah. Correct. We thought, we thought you know, what the heck? Why let's not? Make, let's you know, make a we're, shot. Give it another we're, shot. We're back at it again. Yes, we are. Who could have thought? Um, we are talking about, is it just Army of Darkness is the official yes, title sir. here? Army of Darkness. Alex, tell us things about this. You're not allowed to sip your tea or whatever you're about to do. <laughs> pull up the, pull up your, the your lap saying Sushan over there. Should I do like a weird like ventriloquist thing where I'm sipping my tea and yeah. I'm still saying it? I mean, you, the audience can't prove. <laughs> they don't know. That That's you're true. Not. All right. Well, you know. Well, actually, it's up more up to us to sell the bit. So go ahead and do the scores <laughs> through the tea. All right. I, I, I will give the stats to the film now because that is what my job is, I guess. I'm terrified I'm going to spill my tea now, and it's going to burn. Oh, we're it's always high. spilling the tea, sister. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even begun. But no, through the tea, do the scores. Just Army of Darkness from 1992, directed by Sam Raimi, <gasps> has a 68% critic that? score on Rotten Tomatoes and an 87% audience words score. coming out. So clear. Incredible. Yep, it's got those numbers that I heard. Have you ever, have you ever gone on um, America's Got Talent? Have you ever tried to... <laughs> Um, I, I would think, love to see... I think see, Simon Cowell would love to see your talents in person. I would love... Just the image of Alex walking on stage <laughs> and <laughs> Sofia Vergara and Shaq or whoever's the judge of that. <laughs> and they're all sitting there like, oh, and there's like this huge crowd of people and Alex just walks out and he's like, hey, uh, I'm Alex. I like Batman usually. And... <laughs> That'd be awesome. And then I just start juggling... <laughs> <laughs> while telling people what year different movies came out. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I start listing out all the, the Bond movies in chronological order. Yeah, yeah. While juggling. <laughs> and Howie Mandela's got, like, he's, like, steepling his fingers under his chin and just, like, shaking his head wide-eyed in bewilderment. How, what? Oh, he's getting two <laughs> fist bumps. <laughs> um, This sounds like a great idea. I see no reason it can't happen. We'll so see the, in Hollywood. So the current America's Got Talent judges are Simon Cowell, Howie Mandel, Terry Crews, Sof- Sofia Vergara, and Heidi Klum. Oh. Uh, which I think Terry Crews and Sofia Vergara are the like more recent 
I didn't know. I guess what did I think Heidi was doing? I don't keep up with stuff. Or sorry, the so host. Tell- sorry, sorry, the host is Terry Crews. Terry Crews is not one of the judges. Oh, okay. So what you're telling me is during commercial breaks, I can bond with Terry Crews over uh, the first three Expendables movies. Yeah. Um, but I, re- I really, <laughs> I really Klum. like the idea of constructing our uh, our dream America's Got Talent judge rotation. Um, Sofia Vergara, <laughs> Shaq. Um, Taft. <laughs> just went right you know, for it. <laughs> I think Bruce Campbell, Bruce Campbell would be a fantastic judge. <laughs> you know what? Very good. I bet he'd be very supportive and would do a lot of eyebrow stuff. Yes. What does Simon Cowell do? I was thinking about this the other day because, like, American Idol, right? Yeah. Uh, I think he was, wasn't he a record? I think he was a record producer. Bef- like, he, like, repped well, boy bands or sense. something. I think he, like, was represented boy bands and stuff. And then, because okay. okay. I think that was, wasn't that the idea with American Idol that this is not part of the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> We're doing just, it. Just little, little diversion, you know. Yeah. We're going to talk think, about some heavy stuff, okay? Yeah, because, so like, Paula Abdul the was the, like, I'm the showman. I've done this before. Randy. Randy. Jackson, um, he he had a pet dog that he was always <laughs> referring to, and Simon was like the I've worked in the industry, etc. Guy. Okay, okay, that that checks out. I was thinking about this. I think Randy cause... was also a, worked in music too. I don't know this stuff, man. I am square. I don't know about American Idol. Anyway, um, Alex, you watch Love Is Blind. <laughs> I've watched videos making fun of Love Is Blind. Okay. Does that count? I bet Tyler has watched the most of these by virtue of his wife, probably. Most of what? Like like uh, reality dating shows and stuff. We have been watching The Voice. <laughs> oh, see? Okay. See? They're real parents. What? I am gonna... I actually did watch all episodes of Love on the Spectrum, there which is go. a docu-series. I was gonna say, I don't think still. that's the same. I don't, it's not. I don't it's think glorious. the caliber is... <laughs> I, don't no, think, I think I think you're sort show. of uh, that what the kids call humble bra- bragging by I <laughs> trying to relate <laughs> to me. Um, um, let's see. I haven't watched uh, the voice. I did see the Thin Blue Line, a documentary <laughs> about. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> um, I have been reading In think... Search of Lost Time. <laughs> oh gosh! I mean, I read uh, American Prometheus. I think that's. Sort of. There was a. He was blind to the consequences of his actions. Yeah. Um. But I've long been saying Oppenheimer needs to learn consequences. Yeah. Uh, um. W- uh, Army of Darkness. Britain, tell hey, us about it. What, hey, is, what happens to. in the movie? Well, I will tell you by way of the synopsis for Army of Darkness, which reads thus: Ash is transported back to medieval days, where he is captured by the dreaded Lord Arthur, aided by the deadly chainsaw that has become his only friend. Ash is sent on a perilous mission to recover the Book of the Dead, a powerful tome that gives its owner the power to summon an army of ghouls. I wouldn't say ghouls. I also, th- this this synopsis does posit a film in which Ash and the Chancellor have a relationship akin to Thor mm-hmm. and his weaponry in Love and Thunder, which is not the case, but this movie would be better equipped to handle that type of That's true. joke. That's true. If, if Bruce Campbell was like, talking to the chainsaw the whole time like what I, what do you mean i don't i don't like that uh, with that giant car thing i make more than you yeah he's like trying to get it to start and it's like why aren't yeah. you starting what what's going on <laughs> right i've been very critical of taika watiti of course especially his marvel movies but i do think it would be really fun if he directed an evil dead movie 
Yeah. We'll have to see where the like Yeah, cuz I don't know what the tone is at, at this point. point and and if they just do if it's just like a bunch of anthology films now mm. or or yeah. like what what the the status quo is. Yeah. But yes. I, I think I would like to see him direct Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I think that could be delightful. Um, I will go ahead and give uh, my opening remarks on on this film and, and franchise thus far. I think that this this franchise is a very interesting one in that each one kind of goes, yeah, we're doing it this way now. And I, I completely see how that won't work for people, that it's easy to go, okay, well, they're retconning this, or we're, we've got three different actresses for Linda, and are these connected, and what's the thing... And I see how that wouldn't work for people. I don't think that's... I don't view those as flaws of these movies. I can see those as being drawbacks to individual experiences. But I don't view them as flaws. I view them as circumstances that Sam Raimi went, all right, let's work with it. Let's do it. Like, I don't think these are movies that he isn't taking seriously. I don't think these are movies that he doesn't care about. I think he just has embraced a different type of sincerity with these movies of like, this is supposed to be fun and cheesy and like, I care about it, but these are not, you know... Ash is not uh, 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 Sidney Prescott, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, he's he, he's a fun, and I think this is the most fun I've had watching mm-hmm. Bruce Campbell perform. And I love watching him fight his hand, but in this, like, it's he's very very fun. Yeah. And so, like, I, I think it's a little easier to embrace like the cheesy effects, but I think there's a, a cheesiness and a and a, not glibness, but a sort of shrug to the whole franchise that could be taken as glibness or taken as cavalierness which i think is really just sam raimi going oh yeah these were the restrictions we had so we just kind of went with it and said well let's have fun instead um but this one i guess doesn't really retcon that much all he says is the, i had a girlfriend and she died yeah the the biggest thing is that uh i i found it, it doesn't it doesn't like get a laugh in the movie there's not like anything in the movie that does it but I personally found it pretty funny that they just continue to wipe out all the other characters aside from him and Linda. Sure. Like, all right, that cast, it's yeah. gone. They literally yeah. have footage from the end of the last one that is cut around um, right. Annie so that we don't even <laughs> reference her existence yeah. uh, as the portal sex Um It's pretty funny. Yeah. Pretty good. And and uh, uh, Linda in this is Bridget Fonda, by the way. Sure. Of the Fondas. Yeah, why not? Um, and Jackie Brown. Uh, so there was that. Um, but yeah, I also point out this movie, this is, I don't view this as a horror film. This is a fantasy, this is a fantasy film. Yeah. Um, and and it's it's a, so clearly a comedy (laughs) and it's, it's not gory. Like there are a lot of scenes in this movie of him blasting things with shotguns and like dust comes out. Yeah. Um, the, the biggest thing is we do get another like blood fountain early on when they throw somebody into the the pit with all the uh possessed people yeah yeah i did want to ask about that because there's there's a moment or two like that um and there's like one or two f-bombs but i was kind of surprised when i got to the end of this i was like did that need to be r right when there's a bad ash has like a pretty gross like fantastic Mm -hmm. but gross like uh charred up face um sure which but like he bruce gamble gets his face on like a burning anvil like a molten hot anvil at one point and his face just gets kind of like ashen there's this like yeah. soot on it and then they cut away and they cut back and there's a lot more which i thought was funny <laughs> um but yeah like there's and, and i'm okay with that like it's a comedy it's extremely wacky 
He fights a bunch of tiny Bruce Campbells. That's funny stuff. Like that yeah, is an it, interesting set piece. Very. Yeah. L- let me just say, I like this a good bit more than Evil Dead Two. Um, it's still not my pun intended cup of tea. Mm-hmm. He hasn't put um, the cup down, by the way, this yeah. entire podcast. Just concentrating. Nope. It's it's massive. Yeah. <laughs> um. I still think I, I preferred the first Evil Dead overall. Like I said, there's still like a quaintness and like yeah. it's trying to take itself seriously, even if it is like really cheesy in places. Um, and I, I don't know. There's just something about the tone of that that, that kind of hits me a bit yeah, better. Sure. Um, but this one, like it's not stuck in the weird gray area that I felt Evil Dead 2 was. I feel like this fully embraces like the camp and the cheesiness and mm-hmm. changing the environment. And it's just like, no, this is just like a dumb goofball comedy now. Um, and there's like next to no story. Yeah. Which or n- normally would bother me, but I was like, this movie is 80 minutes. Yeah. This, this structure works a lot better for me than it did last time. Not that I love this movie. I will say I think it's, it's I think yeah. the movie is fine, but I enjoyed it a good bit more. I think, that that two probably helps bridge that like this probably you're probably able to enjoy this more because of two yeah. even though i know you weren't crazy about sure. two like if we had gone from evil dead one to this i think it would have been like wait 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, there's an interesting actual sort of arc to ash's character it's not mm-hmm. it's not like a a fully fleshed out thing that was obviously like nothing was planned from the yeah. first movie um but there is a continued development of that character where you can say yeah no this is this makes sense that this is where that character left off in the end of the last one right now he's here um he's a real it the the thing i kept thinking of was a how you feel playing a video game where like a, a fallout or, or maybe the witcher or something like that where you're going in and just like all right where's my quest right i'm gonna kill some people (laughs) point me in the right direction let's go and like he's making all these offhand comments that none of the people of the time have any understanding of yeah uh and just constantly poking fun at them and no one really reacts to it because Mm -hmm. it doesn't even it doesn't click communication wise um it's it's pretty fun i like him a lot in this i really like that he when he goes like something something baby Mm-hmm. no baby hail to the king baby and they, he doesn't do it too much yeah. is, is i think the real and i think that if there were a fourth one of these that you know was coming out on disney plus um yeah. every line he said would end in baby you know what i mean i'm curious about that ash versus mm-hmm. evil dead show sure. now because like if it's this tone i'm all on board sure. i want to see more of this and particularly the way that this this movie ends like that final action scene i was like yeah no make an evil dead movie that looks like that that is yeah genuinely like fantastic also, i'm pretty I sure really really like that. pretty sure lucy lawless is in that show yeah yeah which is awesome the uh, but I, I i i am really curious about that show now i i don't know if it's if it got canceled early or what the situation is with that but I, i'd be curious in checking it out now which i wouldn't have said a week ago yeah right? i think it made it a few years i do think the cast i was looking at it and doesn't it doesn't seem like a show that would be kind of a a high production kind of thing which you don't necessarily need but i'm just i'm curious what the how could actually work in its favor yeah. if it's like extremely low budget yeah, yeah i'm just curious how it would actually feel to watch if it would kind of strike the same tone sure 
Um, I do. It's on Hulu. So. Oh, that could be one of them. <gasps> All right. Samara Weaving is was in it at some point. There you go. I gotta watch it. Um. Okay. Well, I'm adding that to my to do list. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um. I do think this movie. I've said this about other movies that I have generally liked a lot, like um, Ant Man, Deadpool, that sort of thing, where you set a certain cap on yourself when you're this uh sort of unserious when you're this intentionally um avoiding stakes i think there's a there's a limit to what you can really do with making a movie work the same way um because there's really not much in the way of emotional weight or heft um there's a lot of basically what it is is ash being a very modern person who's just fed up and ready to get done with this whole saga. Um, and everyone else is acting the way they would in a just sort of not cheesy, but uh, maybe very, uh, very, very earnest fantasy movie. Right. A lot of the people around him are intentionally, I think very much like playing into that and being like, Oh, yeah. We thought you were going to be our hero. And, mm-hmm. you know, just it, it's very over the top and how uh, sincere it all is while, while he is sticking out like a sore thumb. Um, but because of that, it doesn't there's never really a point where you're invested in anything beyond like, yeah, we want to see him kill all the evil guys. Yeah, um, it doesn't it doesn't quite open itself up to where I think the first evil dead um, I found myself able to get into Ash a little more as like, oh, I really want him to survive this because he's just a dude who is in a horrible situation and has no idea what he's doing. And it, it, yeah. it attached to me a little more. This one is so over the top that it does miss that a little bit. I still, I mean, I, I like Ant-Man and Deadpool and other comedy movies that make fun of themselves a bit too. Uh, and this, I think, slots very well in alongside things like that. Uh, it doesn't quite break that experience i had watching the first one yeah i think um it's really interesting with ash kind of trying to thread his character between films because in some ways it does feel like he becomes a completely different person like just in between each film which kind of raises the question of like well, if like if each movie they're kind of remaking or re-editing yeah. kind of the previous movie's mm-hmm. events, like are you really supposed to pay attention that much to continuity yeah. of character or anything? Don't really worry about it. But it is funny how on the one hand, he gets dumber each movie, I think. Yeah. But he also gets more confident. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just think that's really interesting. <laughs> Well, I definitely because like in this one, he's genuinely dumb. Right. Whereas in the first one, he's just a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think this I is know. also the time we've had we've had the most time for him to have a character arc. Where in the first one, like he is he is the final girl, right? Is is mm-hmm. the trope. And then the second one, he spends so much of it just like reacting to the crazy stuff going on and cutting off his hand that there's not like it's not there's not there is personality, but there's not as much character there. Whereas in this one, is it, he is. A, is his arc in the second one like coming to terms with the fact that he's gone insane? Basically, it's that, <laughs> that and groovy, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas then in this one, you know, he does actually have 
dialogues and monologues and stuff to like you know interacting off of other characters in a, in a different way other yeah. characters that he gets attached to who aren't destined to die horribly right at the end <laughs> yeah that sort of thing. i did like uh i did not recognize many of the actors in this outside of bridget fonda had sam raimi's brother talks to him and the smart at the end but yep. um the uh sheila uh his love interest she that is M. Beth davids from junebug and also miss honey from matilda I thought that was her. I didn't actually check. Yeah. That's her. awesome. Yeah, she's great. And Junebug is a great movie. But yeah. Now I want to watch Matilda again. Quit making me <laughs> add things to my list. Um, is Matilda good, by the way? I haven't seen that in like 15 years. I imagine it holds up just fine, right? Sure. I would think, but I don't know. Vito. Huh? Mara, Mara Wilson's awesome, so. Guess I'll find out <laughs> <laughs> when I watch Ash versus Evil Matilda. Yeah, um, I will say I think that the the makeup to me stands out the most in the previous two movies. The makeup is still great in this. Um, yeah, the effects are really good. There's an army of skeletons at the end. I love those skeletons, and I'll yes. be honest, I don't know. There there are some shots where I can tell that is a skeleton model that somebody hits. There are other times that it's clearly stop motion. There are plenty of times in this movie I don't know. <laughs> If it's just really smooth stop motion, if it's like um, the way they did the fire gang in Labyrinth, where they basically have puppeteers standing behind them, like manipulating them, and then they green screened out the puppeteers. Like, I don't know how these skeletons are moving their their yeah. jaws and walking around, but they look fantastic. This is I don't I don't know if we want to jump right to that, but the a lot of the movie I was you know I really enjoyed. Ash getting into the 1300s and interacting with everyone. Um, yeah. He escapes the pit. There's a fun moment. Where, there's a fun moment where he uh, punches the chainsaw with oh, yeah. his arm stump, I guess. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> it just like locks into place. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he uses that to get out of the pit and kill things. Um, I, I liked a lot of that. There's stuff we can talk about kind of in between there, but really the, I mean, for one, this movie does have three actual acts, which is nice. Where yeah. the other two, we were a little bit like, "What are what is the flow here?" <laughs> yeah, pacing's a little <laughs> off. Um, this one is very much, you know, he gets out of the, he gets kind of the uneasy allegiance of the castle, goes out into the wilderness to find the Necronomicon, uh, has some zany adventures, and then comes back and uh, the army of darkness invades because he forgot some words. Um, so we can we can talk about that, but I really the the thing that. I think elevated this from like, yeah, this is kind of fun. It's a little bit diminishing returns. I'm not sure if I'm like, I'm enjoying it. I'm not sure if it's going to top the other ones. Um, the thing that lifted it for me was that third act where it is just a extravaganza of skeletons getting blown up um, yeah. in the best possible way. And it is genuinely uh mini budget Lord of the Rings. Like yeah. that is the thing that yeah. really, struck me um and i actually i i do this all the time where i will look up people and i'll be like i bet they they were influenced by this and then i look it up and it's like eh, i can't really find any proof peter jackson has said <laughs> sam is an influence on him and you yeah. can tell like this is they are there is a siege of a castle they've got battering rams they've got rocks they're throwing catapults fire arrows um all sorts of crazy stuff there's there's fights up and down stairs there's a great fight between ash and his evil counterpart 
uh, that kind of goes up and downstairs. It's like a genuinely well choreographed like fight that they go downstairs and upstairs and they go around people and people are fighting through them. Um, there, there's a lot of really cool stuff in there. Uh, they turn the, the car into a big helicopter yeah. chopper thing <laughs> that smashes up a bunch of skeletons. Yeah. Um, and it all looks really, really good. Like obviously the skeletons yeah. are sort of cheesy and Harryhausen uh, mm-hmm. looking, but man, it's, it's, it's really well done and it's very impressive. Yeah. What's amazing how, how sophisticated a lot of the effects look, yes. but when you have like the gargoyle thing, pick up Sheila and it is extremely Harryhausen in that shot. Yes. That works still like totally. I'm like, ah, there it is. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. But then like I said, there's other of the effects just looked really clean and pristine. Like it's very impressive. Yeah, I, I really like it's it's just a very good use of budget. Yeah. Cause it knows with the tone, it knows when to have oh, we need like the big beauty shot of the entire army and like mm. it looks great. And then you've got a scene where uh it, I can just imagine like the prop guys just off to the side of the camera just throwing skeleton dummies <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at Bruce Campbell and he's just like punching them and breaking them and just throwing them away. There's a really fun. <laughs> that was that yeah. that got a good laugh. From oh, there's me. a fun. Is that where it's like the one shot or the one take of him like slowly like ah yes ah <laughs> yeah two three. It's really and then he good. like breaks one yeah. like back over his leg or uh-huh, something. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's that was, that was a very good shot. <laughs> <laughs> And he is somebody who like I I've mostly seen Bruce Campbell like pop up. I mentioned he played Santa on The Librarians. He's phenomenal on that. Um, and I've seen him pop up in other things, Multiverse of Madness. But this I think really makes a lot of of use of his B movie charm. Like he's obviously very handsome in it, and he's got the chin and the eyebrow. But like he he is so good at playing this character over the top, but earnest. You know, yeah, like he he the character is so like smarmy and he's always <laughs> like when he's being served by all the like serving ladies giving him grapes and everything. He's like, all right, baby, you want me to kiss you now? <laughs> he's just so <laughs> over the top and, and cheesy, but it's so funny and charming. Like, it's just a really delightful performance. Y'all, y'all have mentioned uh, very pretty actresses in previous movies, and I mostly agree but like to poke fun at you uh th- this this is my this is the moment that i will i will simp for because bruce campbell is very handsome in this and like yes. it's very like <laughs> it's it's almost distracting um, no yeah because I, I remember in the first movie being like oh he has a silly haircut yeah okay <laughs> yeah and they, the second movie i was like he's covered in blood and this one i was like yeah. <laughs> i get it <laughs> sure yeah being like yes yeah I, I just lost my brother like two days ago but sure let's do it <laughs> one and and i love how they make all this uh like the romance novel covers of him like holding woman and then like dipping her over Mm -hmm. with his chest Mm -hmm. still fully out to the camera like all of that's just so good well that seemed to be very clearly like just playing up a trope to the extreme where totally he he says something really dumb to upset her, and she slaps him, and then she walks away, and then he just like goes up and grabs her, yeah, and suddenly she's just like, she's You're right, just down you. for making out with him, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it is that which again like, is like I, that's a tone like you threaded that needle to make that work, like 
I was literally waiting for Mr. Ditkovich right. to walk into frame and be like, you are a good woman. I am good man. <laughs> literally, same director. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, he gets it. He gets it. <laughs> except for Spider-Man and Mary Jane sometimes. Um, no, I mean, he gets it except for when he has to actually create a very sincere right, sweet romance. Right, yeah. yeah, I guess that's When he's making a joke out of it, then he's fine. <laughs> well, I think, because the only other one of his, that, well, Drag Me to Hell doesn't really have a romance in it, but like, he does a, I think he does a nice job with the rate of, uh, what's her name? Reggie McAdams and Doctor Strange? Can't Carol or something? Some, something Palmer. Dr. Arnold Palmer. When, <laughs> when, but I think that relationship in Multiverse of Madness is really interesting. But that's not like a sweet romance. That's more about letting go of each other. Right. Right. Let's see. Doctor, she played. It's a race to the credit. Christina Christine. or Christine Palmer? Oh, Excuse me, Christine Palmer. Oh yeah, like the car. My backup answer was going to be Diane Keaton. <laughs> Google pulls up Benedict Cumberbatch as the fourth person on the list for the cast of this movie. Okay. John, John, Kras- John Krasinski is ahead of him. <laughs> <laughs> I, think. I mean, technically? <laughs> you know what? Sure. He is the smartest man on earth, Tyler. But, I mean, I'm sure, I, I mean, I'm sure, like, you know, you got to legally say that you CGI'd his face onto somebody else's body, but, you know. Right. If you're if you're uh, counting uh, images shared on Instagram with fake headlines, he is the star of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we think John Krasinski was actually there on set? <laughs> I think we know you, he wasn't. Define <laughs> he wasn't, okay. Define set. That's true. Then my joke my my joke holds water. That's all I'm trying to get. So at. do we is this a real theory that he filmed it somewhere else and they superimposed him and his face that isn't his body as well? Well, I think the body's mostly CG because it's all well, just sure. like a suit. I don't know. There might have been a stand in. But I know that like I think they pieced together some of those cameos because they were like, We don't actually know who we're gonna get. Also, COVID's happening. Oh, <laughs> and sure, sure, sure. We're yeah. just kind of okay. like because <laughs> Daniel Craig was supposed to be maybe balder i think yeah, as balder or oh wow whichever i think like, that's where arnold there balder? Were rumors <laughs> i think there were rumors of ian mckellen coming back yeah. or fastbender or somebody magneto showing up because yeah. professor x is there and then maybe um kelsey Grammer's beast yeah yeah <laughs> i think I mean, the tom cruise iron man that was the one i remember was there about, as well yeah. Yeah. yeah so there were there were rumors uh abounding and i think it was because they just were like all right we're gonna ask a bunch of people Whoever wants to show up and be in an MCU, but also not commit to anything. Right, right, right. <laughs> this is your chance. <laughs> Whoever's got a Sunday, sure. Yeah. Um, Maybe Raimi is the way to get DiCaprio into this thing, because they did Quick and the Dead together. And Russell Crowe. But he's in it as Zeus. Yeah. Anyway. This- I can't... I can't wait for the after credit scene of Craven, where it's revealed that Craven's dad is actually Zeus. Yeah. You don't give me the courtesy tap. Now I chase it got, you. It got pushed to August 2024. <laughs> I can, it's a good day. It, it is and, a good day. You know, that's Craven, them, Craven. That's really going to help them make a better movie. I think that's, <laughs> oh, the, yeah. that's the real win. Is that it's oh, man. Turn out better. Totally um, recut it. Schoonmacher's going to get in there. Fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> it's it's time it's time for my thing where i always talk about the secret wars director uh like i'm the person casting it um 
but this is actually more reasonable than normal because uh Raimi's been rumored as the person they're eyeing to direct Secret Wars. And as long as you're willing to admit that it's normally not reasonable. I don't know what <laughs> Look, I'm just saying I think they should give Chloe Zhao another chance. Uh <laughs> What's Peter Jackson up to? <laughs> um, He's making goddamn documentaries. Yeah. Like Secret Wars. It's about the Secret Wars. <laughs> <laughs> they Shall Not Grow Old, starring Marvel. Um, tell, tell, I mean, Disney... tell those Sentinels to get back. <laughs> Peter Jackson is coming. I mean, if Disney had their way, nobody would grow old. Correct. Thank you. It's right there. Tyrants. Mickey Mouse I... is immortal. Um... But Sam Raimi has <laughs> Sam Raimi has been uh, rumored as the director of Secret Wars, and I, I mean, multi we like Multiverse of Madness more than most, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and it did well. I mean, like it, you know, yeah. was successful. Obviously, I, it seems like he fit pretty well in like doing that and getting his own spin on yes. the movie in without you know breaking what they wanted from the movie because obviously it was a movie that was doing a lot of work for marvel business things of like we got to get this character to this place um but this movie does make me think oh that could work better than i think it does um obviously he hasn't really done anything like this in a while unless there's a big battle in oz the great and powerful uh which i guess is- if i remember correctly there is okay <laughs> okay well i guess we gotta do that for the podcast and those and listen winkies die <laughs> Does uh does the Wicked Witch show up and burn in the same way that uh the possessed people at the end of the first Evil Dead do? Because if so, <laughs> her head spins around. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh that that clicked for me. This is all basically a point of I really like the third act of this, and not in a way of like the last couple of movies go really off the rails in like every definition of the word. This is like oh no, this is what you made the movie about. This right. was the whole plan, and it's a really cool, fun effects showcase. Yeah, um, with Bruce Campbell going crazy in the middle of it. Like th- this is a lot of fun. It's really well done. Um, shot really well. Looks looks great. Like a hundred percent on board with all of that. Yeah. Um, oh, all the like medieval sets look really good. Like, mm-hmm. and I think again, the, the tone really is the the word of the day here because these are the kind of uh, sets that if I saw them on like The Witcher TV show. And sometimes it feels like I do that I would go like, oh, come on, like, really the budget for this thing? A friend of mine and I were talking about the budget for a lot of, quote unquote, big streaming releases recently and how sure. yeah, really, mm, really, that's that's how much you're spending on it. But um, with a movie like this, the tone is so perfect that you're like, oh, those sets look really good. And if they ever don't, that's fine. <laughs> like you set the bar properly. So I'm, I can only be impressed by how things look. Um, but also I think it genuinely does look really good. And I, I like that it doesn't overthink its placement in history. It's just like yeah. medieval times. And what Ashley says, I don't know when I am, but fit nearest I can guess I'm in the 1300s. <laughs> like, how did you know that? What are you, what clues are you using? This is great. But they say like Lord Arthur. They never say that's King Arthur. They're just like, that's a, a name anyway and like they just, it, it yeah there's like henry the red or i was something. gonna say there's an undercurrent of like uh british unification or, or yeah um, 
don't know what the right word for that would be, but like the mythological underpinnings of like uniting all of Britain under one right. ruler uh, with the, which is another, I mean, that's, that's a Lord of the Rings thing right there. Yeah. The Henry the Red showing up to save the day with his army. Yeah. Um, which is a really fun moment. I, it's a cool, mm-hmm. it's not, it <clears throat> obviously it doesn't really have the impact that you sometimes get if it's like, oh, this is a, a battle that makes you feel like it has serious stakes and like you're really invested in the characters and everything. Um, but it's really fun to call that back and again, have, all that set up early on where Henry the Red's kind of around and then Ash lets him go and he runs off cackling. Um, and you're kind of like, was that a good idea? <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah. Um, but that is, that is a lot of fun. It's just, it's a, it's a movie that I, I think some, th- there, there's an annoying trend I find nowadays where a lot of audiences seem to think that if you don't know something about a character, that's a bad thing that everything is supposed to come with tons of lore and backstory and context and explanation and where's my dumps. henry the red prequel exactly like people seem i think studios think that maybe more than audiences do but like i think a lot more people are now are trained to go like wait i don't understand explain why is the grandma in a cult in uh hereditary because she's in a cult what what are you talking about but in in this spoilers, spoilers. but in, in this i think again the tone works it's like he's in medieval times what do you want <laughs> like well, how come, the, you know, they weren't actually speaking that language? No, but there wasn't a Necronomicon. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, he wasn't yeah, naming it, Star it, Wars characters. Like, come on. It, it, if you'll notice, I haven't thrown any of those sorts of criticisms. Right, no, exactly. Movie. Exactly. Because <laughs> it's so clearly not that kind of movie. Um, yeah. And it's better for it. I do like when he tries to do Klaatu Baradinik 2 and he can't get it right. And I can't remember what the... Because the second book that he tries it on, like, sucks him in, and then he crawls back out of it. I can't remember what the first one does. I think the first one does that, and the second book does the, like, Harry Potter monster book thing, where it tries to attack him and goes You're right, you're right, you're right. It's, like, punching at it. Yes. Um, Has to fight it off. There's a a really great effect where he gets, after he gets sucked into the, um, the book that has just, like, a massive hole to hell in it, um, Uh his chin gets elongated. And he like yeah. has to keep shaking it out. And it keeps it keeps it goes like for an extra take than you would think. Um, right, it's really freaky, like weird prosthetic, yeah. I guess. And again, yeah, very good makeup again. I and then he eventually gets he has like a second head that is sometimes two guys in like a shirt and is occasionally just like a a, a cast, I guess, of Bruce Campbell's face mm-hmm. that eventually splits into bad ash, <laughs> which I think that's funny. <laughs> He finds a bunch of mini. Like, he sees himself in a mirror in a hut, and he breaks it. And then uh, uh, all the uh, out of the all the little shards have his reflection, and they climb out, and a bunch of tiny ashes that I think are actually guys dressed up like Bruce Campbell, and they do a really good job making them look like Bruce Campbell. Hmm. Awesome. Yeah, I I find it really interesting that the movie basically stops like a third of the way through to be like, here's our mini Evil Dead movie. Yeah where Ash gets stuck at the windmill while he's out to go get the book. And then all, all of this, I mean, it's a straight up Looney Tunes. Oh yeah. Like episode. And it's, it's delightful. <laughs> um, I, I feel like uh, I, I do agree, Britain. I, I do fe- feel like evil dead Two is kind of like a required primer, mm-hmm. um, to be able to accept a lot of this stuff. Cause it's just like the whole gag of him trying to take out the last one. And, uh, 
it like sticks a nail up and he steps on mm-hmm. it and then he like yeah. it, it it ends up in, like uh it goes down his throat and then he has to like get boiling water and he's just drinking yeah. it yeah <laughs> it's just it's so stupid mm-hmm. and ridiculous but it's funny yeah i also just like when he's at the s mart at the end like yeah so that's my story <laughs> And then um, that one customer just like at him and he's like, he kicks he kicks a cart and like rides on it, shooting Mm -hmm. at it or something. It's like he's a Arthur Morgan in Red Dead 2 with a repeater, just like, just shot, shot, shot. Yeah, so good. No, I I really, really liked that. That whole end sequence. I was like, this is it's finally really gotten to the crazy point that I've wanted from this based on what I had heard about about evil dead going and the the dead eye says like who are you or something he goes name's ash home appliances <laughs> <laughs> he does a whole sequence because we get a this is sort of a retcon ash lore uh-huh. thing um because i think the movie starts with showing him before all of this yeah uh, in the yes. smart explaining like oh yeah that's the smart promise when you when you shop if you want to shop smart think smart like that yeah. and he uses that as a uh I don't know if it's like a rallying cry or a just a way to freak people out because it's like a memorized phrase he has that he can just shout. <laughs> like mm. somewhere in the movie, he shouts it at all the people who are on the in the castle. And I think it's when he's describing what he can do with the gun. Maybe that's right. Like, this yes, is yes, a whatever caliber. Um, this is my boomstick. Yeah. <laughs> but he goes into all the details about it. Yeah, because it's like this is going to sound uh, magical and crazy to these people. Right. Uh, it's very good. I really I, like. I, oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I'll just say I, I I shouldn't complain about this given the, given I know the movie that I'm watching. I, I I don't really like that the whole second half of the movie hinges on oh Ash is stupid and he did it wrong and now people are dying because of him. Sure. I. I know he's a dummy at this point, but like that. I don't know. Any investment I had in him emotionally, I was sure. like, that's been all kind of pulled away. Which, I don't know if we explained, but he he remembers the first two words, and then he can't figure out the... Right. It is a very good scene, because he can't figure out the third word, and so he just says... <laughs> and <Yeah>. just, like, <laughs> fakes, mumbles his way through it, and then he, like, looks yeah. around. Uh, his his performance there is very fun, because he's yeah. like, all right! I did it. That's the words. I'm just going to take this book now. Um, yeah. Which is a, that whole sequence of him walking up. I think he goes up to the books and he's like, no one said there'd be three of them. What is this? It's a very, again, just you're, you're playing a video game and you're like, what? I don't, I don't want to solve a puzzle. I don't know. Who, who, I didn't listen to the 14 audio yeah. logs I collected up to this point. I'm going to, I can't look this up now. Give me my next target to shoot. Yeah. yeah. Maybe um, I don't know if it's my favorite favorite line in the movie, but one of my favorite lines is he kind of narrates throughout the movie and when they're setting up for the big battle, he's like, "So we did we had done what we could and we'd set up all this stuff and da da da. But maybe it'll all turn out fine." Yeah. Maybe I'm a Chinese jet pilot. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> what? <laughs> it's awesome. Um a minor quibble I have is that the the pit is in 
the castle, right? And like he has to fight his way out of it. It's a good it's a good scene. He he gets his way out. They have like spikes that stab people if they don't get murdered by the possessed the deadites as they call them. Um and he gets his way out of that. I was a little f- frustrated that that didn't come back just because that feels like it's a uh expansion of the trapdoor from the other two movies. Oh, sure. Um, where you've got like, here's our home base. We're trapped in here, but there's also something inside. I was a little surprised they didn't do anything with that mm. um, and have that be like, you know, while they're trying to fight everyone, everything off, something comes back out or like they, you know, the monsters are calling out from the, I, I really thought that was going to come back in some way yeah. um, just for that exact reason, because the, the trap door is such a iconic part of the first two. Yeah. That's so, or the cellar door. But maybe a missed opportunity there. Yeah. I think we're going to get whiplash next week. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're getting, we're leaving camp behind and just feeling uh, bad. I yeah. Could be wrong. A little. Um, how, how do we feel about, about the female lead? Cause she kind of just, she goes, she gets turned evil and Yeah. It's they, they they continue to have like oh assault on a woman right. it it corrupts her and I I don't know it's 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 weird that they keep yeah yeah they continue to use that as a plot element it's just a little weird yeah it, it's something that I definitely don't there there's another way to do it yeah yeah it it is I feel like you so could have attained the same tone and like f- trope an archetype they're playing with and having fun with without doing specifically that. Yeah. Um, I appreciated that they didn't kill her. She does get revived at the end, which is a plus. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say is that felt, I think it works fine because the movie is about fantasy, high fantasy tropes in a very weird setting or a very, Mm -hmm. maybe a very weird plot overlaid on standard fantasy stuff. Um, so it kind of feels right that at the end it's like, ah, oh, everything is restored and the lady is, is revived. Um, there was a part of me that really thought and kind of would have been okay with, uh, if, if Ash had just been like, nope, when he, he's driving up to her on the car and oh, she's, yeah. she's evil and like howling at him. Mm-hmm. There, there was a part of me that felt like the moment there, the beat there was going to be him being like, not, not again. You're not going to yeah. be this time. I'm <laughs> we're past this. And then he was just going <laughs> to plow through um yeah but i think it's nice and it's nice that there's i think it's really interesting that the movie chooses to have him come back at the end instead of like live out uh, a life Mm. as the uh hero lord of these people right um he he actually says like goodbye to yeah the leading lady and goes back home we also don't get to see he just does he's like i totally remember the words and the narrator narration goes and I found my way home. <laughs> like, we don't see the portal. We don't see him click his heels. He just is. Yes. Well, yeah, I guess could that potentially be the reason why there are deadites in when he gets back home? Well, that's what he, he has the he conversation up the with. the incantation again. He has the conversation with, I guess it's Sam Raimi's brother, um, where they, he's like, are you sure you said the words right? <laughs> like, he, oh, yeah, he re- yeah. reiterates that, and that's about the time yeah. that the... The woman jumps up, so I feel like that's the implication. I I really like 
Sam Raimi like having his family involved and mm-hmm. like particularly having his brother because his brother is the guy that J.K. Simmons is constantly yelling at in the Spider-Man movies. Yeah, right, right. Well, I like that in I don't know if his brother was in multiverse, but like I like that Bruce Campbell tags along to be in multiverse of madness. Like, yeah, that that doesn't just strike me as a reference. That strikes me as like these guys are friends and they like making stuff together. So, you know, Sam gets this big movie gig and he's like, hey, Bruce, come do a scene. Bruce is like, yeah, sure. Like, I think that I mean, Bruce Campbell is one of the best parts of the Spider-Man movies, like each of his cameos uh, that they are all. It's a different character each time, right? Mm hmm. Allegedly. Supposedly, but I, I think the plan was if they were going to do a Spider-Man 4 mm-hmm. at the beginning right. of that movie, it was going to be revealed that he was actually Mysterio the whole time and he gets arrested. Which funny. could have been funny. That would have been good. Yeah. The, especially as like after we've done these uh, and knowing my general vitriol for Spider-Man 3, the fact that we <laughs> didn't get that Spider-Man 4 I think it's going to continue to bother. It's going to continue to weigh down Spider-Man three for me. <laughs> if it wasn't already bad enough. Yeah. The fact that we didn't get the Raimi, like, let me just do the thing that I wanted to do to begin with before you, you know, laid it over with a bunch of other stuff, studio excess stuff. But I do. Whenever I rewatch multiverse of madness next, it will be fun. I, I, I enjoyed it anyway, but to get that extra dose of enjoyment out of Bruce Campbell fighting his hand, in, in that movie. Cause I totally see how people who didn't know who he was or know what the reference was being like, what is happening? Why are we doing this scene? But for me and for other folks, it was like, that's great. He's doing it. Yeah. This is so funny. He's so charming. Yeah. Cause uh, if you're watching it just as a normal movie goer, you're going Did Dr. Strange just make this man. Like he's constantly just abusing himself. Right. Like this is like mean and stupid. And yeah, it's kind of messed up, yeah. but it's Bruce Campbell. So whatever. Yeah. 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 It's, it's funny. Yeah. And then at the end, he just goes, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so good. Um, I don't know what else <laughs> there is to say. I mean, it's only 80 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Gosh. The longest in this whole franchise is like 95, maybe 100. Like, just what, what a good gift. Good. Good. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, movies. Are we are we rating are, it? Are, are we there already? Are, are y'all are y'all ready for Killers of the Flower Moon, <laughs> which should just be a mini series, but instead is a three and a half hour monstrosity. Well, let's not say monstrosity. It might be really good. I, look, I I could just see myself like potentially if I if I talk myself into it, getting up to the ticket booth and just like like my heart like I, I have a heart attack. I'm just like I can't do it. Do I you hope. still have Craven. <laughs> I hope. so i saw a picture today and it looks like jesse plemons's hat was really big and i hope uh-huh. his hat just gets bigger throughout the movie <laughs> <laughs> he can't walk through doorways so by point. the end of it it's like it's a movie so long that he's more hat than man you know so i shouldn't like, complain about i shouldn't complain about the runtime for that because i'm i'm watching the extended editions of the lord of the rings movies in theaters yeah, so. yeah. yeah. i'm watching but it that's... at home you can you can watch those and be like, I've seen these ten times before. It's not sure. you know any like That's I can true. I can sort of relax and be like, ah, oh, this is yeah. so fun. I can look forward to moments and I know what I'm getting into. It's a it's a comfort watch where this is sure. like yeah. you, you oh, could get in Robert there. Robert De Niro's like, so old. <laughs> <laughs> you could get in there and be like, Oh, this is uh this is just 
just keeps he's just going. sad. Leonardo it's good. DiCaprio is just grim. <laughs> yeah, but man, I uh, forgot Jesse Plemons is in that movie. Mm-hmm. He's, he's so mm-hmm. good. Billy Gladstone's gonna be so good. I bet. I'm looking forward to it. I'll watch it at my house. I, I, I will say, apparently, the Jesse Plemons character was originally the character that Leonardo DiCaprio was supposed to play. Okay. Like the whole story was around that character. Yeah. And then they ended up changing it. Huh. And I really don't want to watch the movie and go, yeah, it's really good and all, but Jesse Plemons should play Leonardo DiCaprio's part. I mean, I am all, I really, I, I'll always yeah, accept I, more Jesse Plemons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a little worried that that's, that's going to be the case. Yeah. I like the aviator. Okay. Oh, DiCaprio is great. I just, you know, I always want to see Jesse Plemons. Great. That's that that and King of Comedy are my favorite Marty films. Oh, King what of Comedy! What are we so Army good. of Darkness? Right. What did I give Evil Dead One? <laughs> uh, you gave it a B minus. Same for this one. Yeah. Okay. Same for this one. It's good. I think I'm gonna go Kyle. B. Yeah, these are all in that range. I'm going to give it a C. All right. I, it's it's still still not quite my thing, yeah. but I enjoyed it more than the last one. <laughs> I, I wonder, I am, I am concerned about the next one being too, not literally Rob Zombie Halloween, but just like taking the fun out of it. But I think Evil Dead Rise is supposed to be a balance. So we'll find out, obviously. Um, on here yeah, it's, it's interesting just because this one... It has gore in it, but like we said, like it's almost like PG thirteen. Oh yeah, it, like it's not that big a deal. And then the next one is just like, uh, yeah. apparently it just like goes. Oh yeah, you know, crazy. There is an application of a box cutter, uh, and I think I'd rather watch Green Room. <laughs> is oh, what I will say. Oh boy, oh, yeah. Boy. Can we all just can we all just say we we watched Green Room instead? We just watched that again. <laughs> yeah, light light breeze. Yeah. Yeah. Or we all come in and I'm like, oh, guys, I watched Fun Size, the other, the movie where Jane Levy goes on a trick or treat caper. Was that not what I was supposed to do? (laughs) That'd be a fun pairing. (laughs) Yeah. Come on. (laughs) Wash it down, you know? Yeah. Um, I I did have one question. So Ash is able to build like a semi robotic arm. Yeah, he is. Yeah. S smart dude. Yeah. I shouldn't be asking questions, but that happened. I was like, wait. <laughs> what? Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's part of it. Yeah. Um, part of it. Yeah. I like how he has a chemistry book in his, his trunk. Oh, yeah. That was fun. But also, like, if he was in the first movie, it's kind of coded that they're college students, grad students, whatever. It's like, yeah, sure. He'd yeah. have his. Yeah. It checks he's out. the nerdy one. Totally. Whatever. Yeah. Um, fine. Recommendations are now. Who's got one? Uh, I've got one. Go. Actually, a couple. If you like crime thrillers, you'll like my recommendations. I watched or rewatched Sicario, and I watched Silence of the Lambs for the first time. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's been a minute since I've seen either one. Yeah. So Sicario, I I had only seen it once before. I liked it a significantly more on a rewatch. 
I think thematically and just with the, there's a lot of just like very subtle um, character beats that really help to give that movie um, kind of a distinct feel that I, I felt like I, I I was just not really getting the first time I watched it. I was just like, oh, this is like a generic drug yeah. war movie. I get it. OK, um, but I, I think it's actually quite good. Um and it's Denny Villeneuve, so of course it's good. Um, but yeah, I really like everyone in it. It's funny because I, I, I also watched um, the movie Savages, the Oliver Stone movie, recently, which I liked it fair enough. I won't recommend it, but I, I liked it fair enough. Um, it's got a lot of people that I like in it, um, but it's just funny seeing two very different Benicio del Toro kind of performances sure. in close proximity and being like. I think he's really good in both of them and is kind of the best part of both movies. Um, Does he kind of, he kind of removes the, the dumb character quirks that I, I going to say, does Benicio del Toro have a baseline? <laughs> I feel like they're all very different. <laughs> he has an Oscar. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe oh, I haven't seen the wolf man. <laughs> maybe that's <laughs> it. There go. Scoots and Sicario, right? Is he? No, Sco- Scoot's not in Sicario. So Sicario is Emily Blunt, Daniel Kaluuya. Um, Kaluuya, wow. Josh, Josh Brolin and Benicio. I'm trying okay. to think if there's anyone else. I wonder who I, 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 wonder who I oh. thought was Scoot. It's funny because um, Burn Notice, Maybe the that's... show that Bruce Campbell was yeah. on, the main guy from that is in the, the big um, traffic stop Maybe that's scene. who I'm thinking is Scoot. Okay. Or Daniel Kaluuya. I connected it back to Evil Dead. There you go. Or you're thinking um, of Argo. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, or you're which, of as everyone knows, stars Scoot McNair. I was going to say, I don't think we actually said Scoot McNary's name, so it's probably fine. <laughs> fine um silence of the lambs had not seen before and it lives up to the hype uh and even beyond anthony hopkins performance because he's really not in the movie all that much um but it's just like a really well-told detective thriller and i am very excited now for true detective season four because jodie foster is very good at the detective stuff she's awesome she's like really really good and it just it felt like like a very classic Hollywood movie in terms of the just the filmmaking. Sure. Um there's not a lot of quick cuts. There's a lot of very just like static camera moves, just kind of pans across a room and stuff. I, I don't know. I, I really liked it. Um Scott Glenn. Scott Glenn's in it. I was like, oh, I didn't know what he looked like when he was younger. <laughs> <laughs> He's awesome. Lawrence Fishburne plays his character on Hannibal. Oh, really? Yeah, Interesting. He's okay. So good on that. Okay, awesome. Um but yeah, I, I just really, really liked it. Um, it's very disturbing, um, but it's it's. I, I feel like it's tastefully done for the most part in terms of like it doesn't show too much, but it shows you enough to be kind of freaked out by it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I also so this is one of the movies that I got during uh, the book sale at a uh, Britain's library, um, and it's actually the full screen edition. Um, for those of you who collect physical media and remember when there was a difference between widescreen and full screen editions of movies. And I feel like the full screen edition actually worked pretty well. Okay. Cause there's a claustrophobic nature, particularly in the final act of that. And like having it more boxed mm. in and you can't oh, see sure. everything 
it actually kind of enhanced the experience. Okay. I don't know. It was weird. Saying interesting. So I guess I'm officially recommending the full screen edition. <laughs> well, it's, it's also funny because like the Snyder cut, because it's shot in IMAX, like when you watch it on your TV screen, it also looks like it's full screen. Right, so right. it's, I, I don't know. Aspect ratios are weird. Yeah. I don't know. It hurts my brain. Well, while Chris- Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> while Christopher Nolan slowly is eased back into his chair by Emma Thomas as he comes to argue <laughs> with you. Tyler, do you have anything? Um... <laughs> He's just mad at me because I don't own a theater where I can project all the films I watch. He's mad that I still watch movies on a TV. Right. He's disappointed <laughs> that you tried. Um, <laughs> I, uh, the only thing that I think I have consumed uh, in its entirety uh, since the last episode is Wedding Crashers. Oh, wow. Nice. We just, I don't know, it was on Hulu and uh, my wife was like, <laughs> hey, you should watch it. So, I mean, we watched it together, but like. She had seen it before. Fun little movie is you know what it's 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 pretty good. Uh, speaking of, that is Rachel McAdams. Yes, yes. Isla Fisher, right? Is also is she in it? Yes. Oh, is it both of them? Yeah. Oh, cool. yeah. She's in it as well. Yeah. Well, there yeah. you go. We're, we're and in. Jane Seymour. What? It's it's, it's a good it's cast. It's a fun cast. It's a good Henry time. Henry the Eighth's wife. I mean, yeah. Um, Solitaire from the one Roger Moore James Bond movie Britain hasn't seen. Yeah, Bradley Cooper oh. is um a a big a big mean jock man who's very okay. rich uh, <laughs> and he's like a it's like earlier on in his career he's very fun. Um, but yeah, Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson and some of their probably overall like obviously th- this spawned I feel like a I don't actually know what movies they've really been in. <laughs> since this that i've tried to kind of ape this idea Mm -hmm. um but i definitely feel like this is the movie that you would think of if you're thinking of either of them as like oh what's their acting like um but they're actually they're actually a lot of fun in the movie i think they both yeah have not really become memes of themselves within that movie um didn't they do like was the internship or something or they're gonna work like a yeah something like that yeah uh (laughs) the google movie yeah into the wild yeah uh <laughs> um but yeah it's a it's a fun it's like it, i think it's got a weird amount of heart and also is done in a way that like avoids some pitfalls that i think other because part of the plot is owen wilson is trying to woo rachel mcadams away from bradley cooper and they're already dating and so like the i, I think the movie sidesteps some of the things that you could do poorly in trying to have something like that go on um, so I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun time. I don't. I was not expecting to recommend that. Uh, but you know what? It was good. It was nice. Okay. Nice. Um, I would also. I. I don't. I'm not going to do a deep. Joseph's got a lot of. He said the memes that he's piled up for me here are not. They're they're thinkers and they're really like I don't. Sure. I'm not in the headspace to really dive in and get do them justice right now. I don't think mm-hmm. I can save describe them for them. the Oppenheimer episode. Probably. Though. Maybe I'll. I'll save some for Oppenheimer. Op, memeheimer, oppen memer, um, oppen memer. Op that's it. Um, <laughs> Britain. <laughs> but I will. Britain, I will, I will you, you looked just like a disappointed father. <laughs> <laughs> Since this was a, a lukewarm uh, recommendation, I'll, I'll throw this in here before I pass it on. Um, this is uh, from Joseph saying, 
dad joke of the day for my 14 year old cousin levi um <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give you all a second to answer i'm gonna give you a, a chance okay uh what room do ghosts not go into probably it's probably not the living room but I'm it is the living room. room it is the living room okay there we go good <laughs> stuff levi um that's all i got come that's, on the that's... podcast <laughs> <laughs> review evil dead 2013 <laughs> joking me out of a job <laughs> wow um <laughs> still, no, it's still just processing still just like it's wow. good yeah no it's a thinker and, he, and, it, and it led you to the answer which is the real genius it's like you That's you want to feel in on the joke you want to feel smart you want to feel like right. you get it too and so yeah. you want to be able to be like oh my gosh when there's only um, one set of footprints in the joke, it was when <laughs> Levi carried me. Tyler, you're editing this. Cut it cut it off when Britain says wow. Just have that be the end. But then, then we'll get to hear my recommendation. Um, <laughs> yeah, just end, end the podcast. <laughs> worth it. Oh, man. Well, I'm, I'm going to do it anyway because I've been really excited to recommend this movie. Okay. Um, I recently rewatched uh, a film from 1999 called The Insider by Michael Mann, um, and I really, really liked it. It's a movie about a. It's about a bunch of different things, actually. Um, well, not really. It, it has a bunch of different elements to it, but it's about a uh, 60 Minutes producer played by Al Pacino who hears about this um scientist who worked for a big tobacco company who was fired because of some information he had about the tobacco company played by and this person is played by russell crowe and so the movie is, is about initially it's about uh bergman al pacino's character trying to get russell crowe to like uh do an interview and like hey what what is what information does he have on this and then it becomes this thing of oh is russell crowe going to testify in these lawsuits against big tobacco and then it becomes about the fallout from that testimony it becomes about the difficulty bergman has in getting 60 minutes to air the interview as they want to air it um it becomes about the repercussions of this from the tobacco company on russell crowe and his family so it, it kind of becomes a little bit of corporate whistleblower thriller a little bit of courtroom drama uh, a good bit of like broadcast journalism drama um some, some family drama it's it's just really interesting how it balances all of these different types of movies in one cohesive movie and i definitely got more and more interested as it went on like and i'd seen it before but a long time ago so when i was watching it at first i was like yeah sure but then i just got really really interested in it um it's just cut really interestingly and shot very very well and written really really well um and, and i think i really respected how the movie doesn't put any individual or any institution on a pedestal like this is not a movie that aggrandizes 60 minutes or cbs or jeffrey jeffrey wygand russell crowe's character so many american movies would this would be the like triumph of the underdog like who had the courage to stand up to the big man and that's not what the movie is it's about people who make decisions and what happens as a result of those decisions the movie i think does emphasize certain i don't I don't even want to say it takes sides but it does kind of i don't i don't think the movie's on the side of big tobacco right. and this is it's what hard, i would say it's hard not to yeah it doesn't <laughs> really on a side there i feel like. it is pretty clearly that but not in a way where you feel like the movie is 
trying to sanitize sure. Russell Crowe's character to make him this like American icon. They're like, no, he's a person and that's okay. And he's not perfect. And he has emotional problems. And um, Lowell Bergman is a producer trying to tell the truth, but he is still a TV producer. And there's a lot of talk about ratings and stuff. Um, the acting is tremendous. Um, I don't know what Russell Crowe's performance best is. This is, I think, one of his best performances. Hmm. He's tremendous in it. There's a lot of really good accent work throughout the movie, but he plays like a kind of a New Yorker thing, and he does it really, really well. Um, he's just brilliant in it. And it's a performance that works really well in itself, but it also works really well after, you know, the last 24 years of seeing really his career after Gladiator. Like, yeah. I, I haven't seen everything he's done, but outside yet. of... Out, out, yet. Outside of this and A Beautiful Mind, I don't know the last time we got to see him play a character like this. He so often is playing an action guy or a tough guy or a genre thing. And here he's just like a man in a situation. And he's so, so good in it. It is my favorite Al Pacino performance. I think Al Pacino was genuinely really good in it. And I'm not, and I've said this before, I haven't seen a lot of his iconic roles, but I, I've, I haven't really been bitten by the Al Pacino bug yet. But I think he's really good in this. And part of that is because it's very level. Like... There are so many points in this movie where he could go over the top. Like, he, we talk about this, he, he kind of goes there in Insomnia a little bit. And I'm given to understand he does that in his other uh, Michael Mann movie, which I have not watched yet. Um, but in this, and he gets emotional and, and raises his voice and everything. But I think he just manages to always keep it where it's calibrated where it needs to be. I think he's really, really good in it. And he also just, the dialogue is really good. Um, and then you've got all these great character actors like... Uh, Colm Fior and Bruce McGill, Diane Venora, uh, Debbie Mazar. Um, a lot of just really fun people to go, hey, there's so-and-so and there's that person. But Christopher Plummer is in it and he plays Mike Wallace, uh, the host of 60 Minutes. He's so good in it too. It's Christopher Plummer. He's always great. But it starts off as this like, oh, it's kind of funny. He has some funny lines. Like he's interviewing somebody and he goes, Sheik, thank you for being here. Are you a terrorist? <laughs> like it's just... <laughs> It's kind of funny to hear Christopher Palmer play Mike Wallace, but then by the end of it, the performance has like this real gravity to it um, and real heft to it that I found touching, frankly. Um, it's like, it's it just, every scene is so well acted and so observant. And it's a movie that I just kept thinking about after I finished it. And I kept getting really excited when I thought about it. It, it wasn't just like, oh yeah, good movie. I was like, oh yeah, I want to talk about this. Like, this is really good. I think both of you would really enjoy it um i think think it's a terrific movie so people should should check it out uh the insider i do really like michael mann yeah very very dependable filmmaker heat and collateral are both fantastic i gotta go back to collateral too yeah after i watched this i was like i think i just want to watch a bunch of michael mann movies so i'll do that and then and then we'll watch black hat where Chris Hemsworth fights hackers yeah, or something. He sure does. Like a good time. But he's By throwing he's a hat the, at them. But he's the best hacker yeah. of them all. Yeah. I buy it. Yeah. It's like the guy with the very sharp hat in Mortal Kombat. Circling this back to Army of Darkness, I I, uh, I did have the thought early on because uh, I brought up Taika Waititi. Is Chris Hemsworth in Ragnarok and Love and Thunder? Is he taking cues from Ash? Because that makes a lot more sense to me if that's where he's pulling it from. I don't... Nothing immediately springs to mind to corroborate that, but maybe. I'm curious. I don't know, just like... 
the 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 cockiness of Thor, in, particularly right, in yeah. in those movies. But he's a he's a dummy. Right. I I get the vibe. I'm curious if like because the first thing that I would think of is if that's like how Taika is kind of pushing him. Yeah. I don't know if. Uh, I don't know if that's a a thing, but I, I I think it's a connection. I think it's something. It's there's there's a possibility there. Now that doesn't make either Ragnarok or Love and Thunder any better for me, sure. but that does explain the the behavior. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe. All right, next week, suck all the fun out of the room, why don't you? Yeah, Evil ben Dead, twenty thirteen. It's only because of the Rob Zombie Halloween movies that I'm nervous about this, and that's so unfair, right? Because that I is don't the know. rock bottom possibility for <laughs> right. It, it does have far better reviews yeah, than both. Of it those. really does, and like I think it's just I I I think it might be too violent for my personal metric, but it but that doesn't mean that I'm going to walk away from it going I have issues with this or I'm criticizing it so much as right. I'll be going, whoo! I had to look away. But maybe I'm wrong. Jane Levy's in it, and I love her, so we'll see. Shiloh Fernandez is in it. Lou Taylor Pucci. How do you not love saying that? That's pretty good. Lou Taylor Pucci. That's pr- probably both Dylan Minnette's. I don't know no, who Shiloh Fernandez so is. I got uh, making sure I got the. That's that's Lou Taylor Pucci. Pucci. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, that's good to say. I'm just and then you get them all together at Alex, the house you wanna, of Pucci. You want to get in on this, Alex? You want to get in there, Alex? Come on, give it a spin. I think I'm good. Well, next week you're gonna have to <laughs> suck all the fun like, out of it. Like you know, I, I'm no, I'm I'm trying saving I'm it. Totally trying to prep us for what we're about to watch <laughs> yeah. by sucking the fun out. Well, of he's it. gonna try to be all cool and be like, yeah, well, when LT Pooch comes onto the scene, <laughs> really. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I was Lieutenant actually distracted. Pucci. I was looking at the cast list for Ash versus Evil Dead, and there is another actress, I believe, listed as Linda. So I don't know if she comes back yet again or if it's a different character. I, I love so. that. I love that. <laughs> um, well, you can tell us all about it next week because it's on Hulu with the Evil Dead remake. So I might, I might have to, I'm gonna go. have to watch. I, I might watch the Evil Dead remake and then do like a palate cleanser yeah, yeah. with Ash versus. Hey, Evil there Dead. you go. This will be your new Cobra Kai. It might be, though. Because <laughs> I'm not in love with the Karate Kid films either. Yeah, that's true. You but really I think Cobra Kai is a good bit of fun. In order for something to work for you, it really has to um, sort of expand the lore and explore the yeah. universe. Live in you do tend to have a better hit rate, I feel, with television than you do with movies. That's because I, I I feel like I'm a lot pickier when I, I'm choosing a TV show because I'm like how I, how many hours do I have to invest yeah, in this again? Sure. Huh, Six Underground the series. All right, <laughs> and yet Citadel sits on your shelf collecting dust. There's there's got to be like 17 seasons of the Triple Frontier show now, <laughs> right? Richard Madden had you in his heart when he said yes to Citadel. He when he signed his name on that contract he wrote richard madden ps for alex and you won't do it for you won't be there terminal you know, list yeah. <laughs> I, was gonna, I was gonna say you know it's really great there are some days where i go without thinking of that show it, it doesn't often enter my brain and then britain apparently it sticks with you a lot more yeah britain's gonna Maybe you should watch this. it i know that's, this one i'm gonna watch it accurate. 
I will, as I've said, watch whatever. And I'll, I guess, watch that The Boys spinoff. Uh, oh, yeah, Gen V. Yeah, and then we'll all have some, like... Actually, I guess I'm, I guess I'm into... Uh, what's the lord of the rings show even called rings of rings power of, rings of power yeah uh and no one else seems to be so maybe that's my maybe yeah. i've already i've already locked in my yeah there. well you for you you'll either watch an episode and then come back a year later or you'll watch all of it out of nowhere we'll be that's like where true. did you find the time and you're like i don't know but i've seen all of the practice yeah i'm caught up on the expanse uh <laughs> <laughs> books two got the whole thing yeah <laughs> Correct. it's about cables i never finished the first season Base. Tyler, Tyler, I can't wait for you to tell us how much you loved the book of Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have, Let's I have standards. Fair. <laughs> You're going to watch that before anyone else, Alex. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, Joseph is trying to get me to watch Ahsoka. Joseph, this is my acknowledgement that you've done a pretty good job selling me on Ahsoka. I don't know if I'm going to watch it anytime soon. Um, but you can listen to us soon if you find us online at herecomethesequels.blogspot.com. If you find us on Twitter at hctsequels, you can email us at herecomethesequels at gmail.com. We are on Spotify. <clears throat> We're on Apple Podcast. Give us a review and a like and um, a groovy. Yeah. I think we should. I think we should start a podcast website like not not like a blog but like we should we should oh. build our own website and and groovy will be one of our rating systems yeah guys give um, us a groovy yeah it'll be you can have a groovy or um the alternative will be i don't know like an alien three <laughs> what, what's what's the what's the lady's name in in uh, evil dead 2 that they keep shouting cookie lady Oh, oh Bobby, Bobby Joe. Joe. Bobby Joe. Yeah, that'll be the other maybe, one. Maybe, maybe a groovy. You groovy can give us an Alien Three, a Cookie Lady, or a. <laughs> We're going to present groovy. you with four options that are not arranged <laughs> in a way that makes it clear what is what right. and what is. <laughs> and and depending on the co-host of the show, the interpretations right. are very right. different. If, if an episode is getting a lot of Bobby Joes, one of us might be like, "Oh man, that's do- that's that's popping off. It's doing great." <laughs> <laughs> Another one might be like, "What are you? We, there's no groovies. What is <laughs> this one? Just gave us a pitch slap. I don't know what that. <laughs> that was a, from the promotional material of the first movie." <laughs> and Britain's like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is." This oh, one says, "Samey Raimi." I don't. <laughs> <laughs> This one is John Krasinski's wobbly arm. I don't... <laughs> and this one simply says, uh, Sheriff J.W. Pepper, yeah. uh, Louisiana PD or whatever. Rest in peace. Are they also, are they also called the LAPD? I think, I think they'd be like associated with it. He says Louisiana state police. So I don't know. Like a, mm. like a like a state trooper or something. I guess it'd be like yeah. the BRPD or the NOPD or something. Yeah. Man, I hope that the New Orleans Police Department just goes nope whenever they're <laughs> <laughs> we're the nope department. Yes. Yeah. Um well that's a that's what I'm thinking about. What are you thinking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking I'm Tyler. Hey, I'm thinking I'm Britain. Uh, and I guess by default that means I'm Alex, and you are having a spooky night. Ooh.
Boo.